Welcome, everyone, to the third ever Touchdowns to Home Runs podcast. What is going on? I'm your host, Noah. To all you beautiful people out there, thank you for tuning in to this podcast. We appreciate it. And on the other line right now, I have my um, other partner on this channel. Name the corn dog. The ladies love him because he is a genius. He's the ladies' man, everyone. Welcome. Mr. Bernie Basketball. That's quite the introduction. I, I like how you just Thank add you. to the introductions every week. But, I mean, yeah, I gotta excited be, to be back. Got to keep it fresh, three. you know? It's exciting. I mean, we could talk about relationships here if you want. We, or we could talk about sports. It's really up to you here. Do we want to talk about your love life or do we want to go with some college football today? We would need probably – we could make like a docu-series really on the relationships. Yeah, it wouldn't really be a podcast. <laughs> today or... we'll stick to just the sports. Okay, so coming soon, an eight-episode, two-hour <laughs> episode each Netflix series on the love life of Bernie Baskovic. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss that. But for now, let's just recap college football. It, it, it was a good week of college football. Uh, it was a good week of NFL football, too. Really a good weekend of football. We love watching football, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to recap and then give our predictions for next weekend of college football and NFL. So kicking off with college football, the first game we had, we're mainly going to go through the ranked teams here. First game we had was BYU beating Boise State 51-17. to Zach Wilson threw for 360 yards, three touchdowns, and went 22 for 28. He is pretty high up there in the Heisman race right now and especially for a group of five team trying to build their resume to try to make a playoff run or maybe at least get into a New Year's Six Bowl a win against Boise State was really crucial for them because that is one group of five team that is always at the top of the rankings they're usually find themselves in the AP I'm pretty sure that they were 19 coming into this game although they just got kicked out because they lost to BYU but BYU is a really good team right now and definitely a team to look out for they've been playing some pretty good football and they're expected to win out the rest of the season so look out for them in bowl season you could see them in a New Year's Six Bowl or you could see that Cincinnati in a New Year's Six Bowl really depends on what happens with them in Cincinnati if Cincinnati makes the playoff BYU is definitely the next team up or who knows I've seen people say that BYU is going to make the playoffs it'll be interesting to see but BYU has been playing some really good football of late you know what I was really skeptical skeptical of BYU uh, coming into this game um, because their game at the beginning of the season against Army I think it was got postponed BYU hasn't played a ranked team yet but I mean what a statement win. BYU is such an exciting team to watch. That was an exciting um, game to watch this weekend. And I mean, yeah, they, they played really well, both sides of the ball. I like what I'm seeing from BYU. Also, let's switch up the games. Let's go to the Miami Hurricanes NC State game. The Hurricanes took that by a score of 44 to 41. I think it was a little closer than I expected. I don't know what your opinions on that are, but uh, boy, Derek King had himself a game. The whole offense really did, but started with Derek King. Uh, 430 passing yards, passed 31 for 41, five touchdowns, no interceptions. He was also their leading rusher, 15 carries, 105 yards. They had an 189 rushing yards in total. Um, I mean, De'Aaron King played absolutely fantastic in a game where they really needed to score some points because their defense wasn't playing terrific. Uh, Miami's looking pretty good this season, though. Six and one now. They're third in the ACC. Their only loss is to Clemson. Um, they have a, a couple ranked wins, I think. I think they probably should win out for the rest of the season. Uh, if Miami's defense can get better, they could definitely be a team that looks really, really good down the stretch. I'm liking what I'm seeing for Miami. 
Yes, sir, indeed. Miami's looking like a good team. Obviously, they have that loss to Clemson early on in the season. But if some things go their way, they could find themselves in the ACC championship. It's not likely, but it can happen. All right, so next up is the game from last week, the Michigan Wolverines against the Indiana Hoosiers. The Wolverines lose that game by a score of 38-21. to They now drop out of the AP poll, so obviously very disappointing for them. We'll start with the Michigan Wolverines passing eight. Joe Milton passed 18 for 34, 344 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. He wasn't awful. He just wasn't seeing the field the same way that he was against Minnesota. Um, he started to go downhill in that Michigan State game as well. Didn't look good against Indiana. Their offense looks sort of dry besides Ronnie Bell and maybe Cornelius Johnson. They didn't look really depthy. Um, and defensively, they have their struggles. They struggle in man coverage. They switched it up to zone last week. They still couldn't play. They have trouble de defending without penalties. If you've watched my post-game shows, you know I've touched on that. But Indiana looks like a really solid team. 3-0. and um, I think they're ranked like 10th or something now. Michael Penix Jr. looked absolutely fantastic. Uh, Fry Fogel, Fillier, that's a tremendous receiving core. This Indiana team is really good offensively. They're also pretty underrated defensively. And I think Indiana's a team to watch out for that could sneak right up in there to those playoff talks come the rest of the season. Yeah, Indiana finds themselves at number 10 in the AP poll right now, and they got a huge matchup with Ohio State, I'm pretty sure, in two weeks. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in that game. We should be expecting a top 10 matchup there. What about Oklahoma State, Kansas State? Oklahoma State was a team who came in. They were six going into the Texas game last week. They dropped that game, which was a game I predicted. I predicted tennis, uh, Texas winning that game. Texas goes out and wins that game. They drop back to 14 in the rankings, and then they play a very, very close game versus a Kansas State team. Kansas State um, loses the game 18-20. Oklahoma State only won this game by two points. A very, very close game for Oklahoma State in a, in a conference right now where Oklahoma State should be dominating. Like, that isn't a very good conference at all this year. Lots of inconsistency, and Oklahoma State has been said by many to be that really quality team, and they're not playing like you right now. So I think this game really shows, especially that they got to play Oklahoma next week, and I don't know how that game's going to go out. Uh, or they play them in two weeks. I don't think that OSU has a chance at making the playoff anymore, unfortunately. No, yeah, the only thing I want to touch on, I don't think Oklahoma State makes the playoffs either. I think that was a pretty bad loss on the weekend. Um, really bad first half from Oklahoma State. But let's flip over to that Arizona State game against USC. USC takes that game by a score of 28-27. to And boy, that was a good game. Arizona State, 99.9% .9 chance of winning that game with 3 minutes, 5 seconds left in the game, up 13 points. They obviously end up losing that. Um, not a terrific second half for Arizona State. Jaden Daniels was okay, 11 for 23 passing. A touchdown, no interceptions. Jaden Daniels was also the leading rusher, though. 11 carries, 111 yards. ASU overall ran the ball pretty well. They didn't do good in the passing game. And then on the flip side, USC passed the ball 55 times, um, still ran the ball 40 times. USC actually looked pretty solid. They looked like a balanced team, especially offensively. And, I mean, what a comeback. That's really, really exciting and, uh, you know, keeping their season alive. Yeah, that was crazy by USC. I feel like we see those percentage games where you see the guys, uh, the teams up 
like they have a 99.9% chance to win the game a lot in college basketball like I saw that a couple times last year but now in college football now that's something that you don't don't normally see and it was a great game it's just great to see guys not give up on the game even though that it looks at a hand with only three minutes left you're down 17 points or you're down 13 points and you're able to come back and win the game that's amazing Next up, Texas versus West Virginia. We just talked about Texas. They are coming off the win versus Oklahoma State. They play West Virginia in West Virginia. And West Virginia has actually played some decent football this year. I like where West Virginia is at right now, and it's a very close game. Texas was only able to win by 17-13. to 13. It was a very close game. It came down to the last couple of possessions in this game, but Texas was able to squeak out of this game with a win. All right, let's go over to probably what we'd consider the game of the week. Florida Gators, number eight, against Georgia Bulldogs, number five. The Gators took that pretty favorably by a score of 44-28. to And I mean, what a game. Georgia got off to a really good start. But, I mean, this Florida team looks legit, especially offensively. Kyle Trask was, was really, really good. He threw for just under 500 yards and four touchdowns as well. And I mean, that receiving core on Florida with Pitts, Tony, they are just absolutely fantastic. And I thought that was really fun to watch. The problem for Georgia is that Stetson Bennett still can't really get anything going. He passed five for 16 in that game. There's a lot of passes in not only this game, but games before that he just wants back. He's really inconsistent. And obviously they have Zamir White, who is the person who held them in there. But I mean, what a performance by Florida. Yeah, Florida played amazing. That was such a fun game to watch. Kyle Trask sets the SEC record for passing, I'm pretty sure, in the first half of the game. He played lights out of that first half. Obviously, they take a bit of a step back in the second, but an amazing first half. And speaking about that Georgia quarterback situation, you have Stetson Bennett in. Dewan Mathis got in in the second half there. Uh, JT Daniels is still hurt. And you had Jamie Newman, who just opted out. And it came out today. There is news today. We are recording this on Tuesday, November 10th. News came out today that Jamie Newman accepted his invite to the Senior Bowl as a Georgia Bulldog, which has fans pretty upset about that because he opts out of the season, and that has been the biggest question mark for Georgia all season, his quarterback, and he was supposed to be the guy to come in here and be the big man for Georgia and come in and be the quarterback. And now he's not even playing for them, but he's going to go to the Senior Bowl wearing a Bulldog's helmet and everything. That's just very interesting and something that Georgia Bulldog fans are not too happy about right now. Next up, we have Southern Alabama and Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina is a team that we talked about last week, too. A team that a lot of people don't look at, but they are undefeated still, and they are still 15th in the AP right now. They were able to beat Southern Alabama 23-6. to This team is just hot right now, and it's good to see when group of five teams get hot. It's, it's just exciting to see when they're in the AP poll because they're not teams who get the most attention in all of college football. When you think of college football, you think of all the Power 5 schools and conferences. This is a team from the Sun Belt out in eastern South Carolina on the coast who's playing some really good football right now. They are the only undefeated school in South Carolina, which hurts me to say because I'm a big South Carolina Gamecocks fan, and we have not been playing some good football. And we were supposed to play Coastal Carolina first game of the season, so maybe it's a good thing that we didn't play Coastal this year so they don't have those bragging rights over us. Uh, I mean, Coastal Carolina is such a fun team to watch. And, you know, that sort of ties into, again, Liberty. They played Virginia Tech this week. And, I mean, 
Virginia Tech hasn't been great this season, but Liberty's ranked 25. They get the win 38-35 over Virginia Tech. They actually move up three spots in the AP poll. And one thing that I just wanted to point out, you know, we look at some of these teams that are ranked this year. We look at Coastal Carolina at 15, Marshall at 16, uh, Liberty at 22 now, the Raging Cajuns at 25. I mean, there's a lot of smaller schools, smaller football schools that are really making statements this year. And I just think it's really, really cool and really exciting to watch. And not even, again, like not even the schools that when you think of group of five teams that would be ranked, they're not even those schools. Like when you think of those schools, you think Boise State, you think like UCF, you probably think Cincinnati, but they are ranked. They're sixth overall in the rankings right now. But you have teams like Marshall from the, where they're, they're in Conference USA. You have two teams from the Sun Belt that isn't App State, which App State has pretty much owned that conference and has been that really good group of five team recently. You got Louisiana, Lafayette, and Coastal Carolina. And then what's the other? Oh, yeah, Liberty, an independent team who doesn't even have a conference, has to go schedule all their own games, able to go and beat a Power 5 opponent in Virginia Tech. That's just great to see and a really good job by the Liberty Flames right now. Um, next game, obviously, we're going to talk about probably it, it's tough to decipher between what game was bigger, the Georgia-Florida game, because that game ultimately decided the East. This game, I wouldn't say decided the conference because I'm pretty sure we're going to get both of these teams in that conference championship, but it still was an amazing game to watch and had pretty big playoff implications. We had Clemson and Notre Dame, and Notre Dame was able to win that one in double overtime. That was an amazing game to watch. After South Carolina got smacked versus Texas A&M, it was good to see Notre Dame go out and beat Clemson and hang Clemson their first loss of the season because Clemson... They don't have Trevor Lawrence. They had a bunch of guys out due, uh, due to injury. But that doesn't mean that this team doesn't have talent. And for Notre Dame to go out and beat Clemson, they're still the Clemson Tigers. They're still the number one team in the nation. For them to go out and beat them, I think, says a lot about where Notre Dame is at as a program. Yeah, I just wanted to say, though, I, I'd feel pretty confidently saying that because of the injuries, I mean, uh, the players out for Clemson due to COVID or or whatever it was. I'd feel pretty confident saying this was a bigger game for Notre Dame. But I mean, what a statement win for them as well. Double OT, first of all, it was just a fantastic game overall. But it sneaks Notre Dame right into that playoff spot as well. And I mean, that, that was just a huge win for them. Yeah, 100%. I mean, this game really showed how much of a difference Clem uh, Trevor Lawrence makes for a football team. Like... They are so much different on offense. They still were able to put up 40 points. Now that is in two overtimes too, but Trevor Lawrence just makes all the difference in how this team plays and everything and how the differential of the score that they beat teams by, even the defense. He affects everyone. Trevor Lawrence is just, even though I hate saying it because I'm a Gamecocks fan, it hurts me to say, but Trevor Lawrence really is a good quality football player. That ties into the game that I was spending my Saturday night watching, and that was Texas A&M. The number six right now, Texas A&M Aggies versus the number, uh, no, South Carolina's not ranked, but they Texas A&M beat South Carolina 48-3. to And one of the worst games I've ever watched as a Gamecocks fan. Offense was terrible. I mean, we couldn't get any of our ground game going with Kevin Harrison to Sean Fenwick, and that's kind of been the bright spot for us all season was that offensive line in the rushing game. Our quarterback got pressured the whole time. Colin Hill did not have a very good game at all. He threw two interceptions, and he ultimately got pulled in the end. Um, for Ryan Holinsky and Luke Doty got to get some reps in there, which 
which was good to see. And I do think that Ride's going to be our starting quarterback for this Saturday's game in Oxford. Our defense actually started out pretty decent, but our offense just wasn't able to sustain drives long enough to give us the defensive rest that we needed. And our, we couldn't get to the quarterback. Texas A&M, I'm pretty sure since the Alabama game, their offensive line hasn't given up a single sack since then, and that was week two of the SEC season. So that offensive line is probably the best in all of college football right now, and that's something, especially when you got a quarterback like Kellen Mond and you're on the defense, you definitely got to get pressure on that quarterback. Kellen took his sweet time there, and they were able to put up 48 points in that game, and their defense held us to only three. Moss Champ's going to go soon, in my opinion. I don't know how he sticks around for much longer, especially if we lose this game to Ole Miss. I know the buyout is a big question right now, but if we lose this game, especially by a substantial margin, which we can because Ole Miss's offense is really, really good, I think that Moss Champ goes this week uh, after this game. All right, so we got one final game to cover. Um, the Oregon Ducks take down the take down Stanford by score of 35 to 14. Oregon looked pretty solid, especially in the middle part of the game. They look really solid on both sides of the ball. I know that Oregon plays a shortened season. I think they only play like six games this season, but this is a team that, you know, coming into the year in a full season, I was really, really hyped on them. They look really good. This is also a program in general that's trending in the right direction. Um, the recruiting class for next year is ranked fourth nationally. They have so many, so much talent this year, but talent coming in as well. And I think that this Oregon football program as a whole is just really going in the right direction. Yeah, so let's get into our picks for next week. Now, just before we start this, there have been three games that have recently been canceled in the SEC, and these are ranked teams. We had Auburn-Mississippi State getting canceled. That happened on Monday. And then just today, we got word that Texas A&M-Tennessee got canceled and Alabama LSU got canceled now Texas A&M Tennessee and Auburn Mississippi State are going to be moved to a later date I'm pretty sure that's going to be December 12th the same day that we have Vanderbilt Missouri and Florida LSU but since LSU is already playing that game and the next week is the SEC championship I don't think that this Alabama LSU game is going to happen this year it's sad to see because that's always a game that we look forward to even though that there's such a talent difference this year and how these teams are playing Especially this game was in Death Valley, and it was a night game. It was a CBS game. Just It's just something in college football that you always love watching, and you never know who's going to win because in those situations, you never know. But sadly, it's not going to look like we are going to get that Alabama-LSU game this year. But first game up in our picks, let's go with the Indiana Hoosiers versus Michigan State Spartans. Bernie, who you got in this one? Um, I've seen both of these teams play against Michigan this year. Michigan State has absolutely been awful in both games that they played that weren't against Michigan. Indiana looks really good on both sides of the ball. I like Indiana here. Yeah, I like Indiana too in this one. They've been playing really good. They're a top 10 team for a reason, so give me the Hoosiers in this one. Next up, Georgia Bulldogs versus Missouri Tigers. Now, Georgia's been a team that just came off the loss to Florida the mood for the rest of the season is changed and everything because that team is always their expectation is to get to Atlanta, get to the SEC championship, win the SEC East and hopefully make the playoff. But now that's not going to happen this year. They need Florida to drop two games and which that is probably not going to happen. And they need Georgia needs to win out for that to happen. It, it's tough. And Missouri has been playing some pretty good football this year, but Georgia still has the talent and everything. Even though Missouri's at home, I do really like Georgia in this game. 
I mean, I think Georgia takes this one pretty easily. Even though they have their struggles offensively, I think their running game is really, really solid. And obviously, they're extremely good defensively. So I like Georgia. Next up, we got Notre Dame versus Boston College, the two teams that have recently played Clemson. Notre Dame was obviously able to squeak out with the win against Clemson, but Boston College was the team who had the lead going into halftime. They had a pretty substantial lead, but they just couldn't hang on in the end and couldn't score any points in the second half. Bernie, Boston College is the home team in this game. Who do you have in this one? Uh, as much as I'd like to pick Boston College, Notre Dame definitely takes this game. They looked really solid on the weekend, even if Clemson was missing people. And I think this Notre Dame team is legit. I think they're going to the playoffs, so I like Notre Dame here. Yeah, they're the number two team in the country right now. Notre Dame's been playing some really good football, and this should be a game that they should win. It would be a huge shock if they go out and lose this game. So I am going to take Notre Dame in this one. Next up, this one is actually really interesting for me. I know that there's a team in this one that should definitely win the game, but you never know with how this other team's playing, and that is Ohio State versus Maryland. Ohio State beat Rutgers last week. They are, I'm pretty sure, the number three team in the country right now. Ohio State's a really, really, really good football team. But then you have, you're going to Maryland, a team who started off getting smacked in the season opener, and then they go out, they beat Minnesota, they beat the Golden Gophers, and then last week they beat Penn State at home, and it's a guy with a last name that you might be familiar with, Tulia Tugavaloa, of course that is brother of Miami Dolphins quarterback and former Alabama quarterback, Tua Tugavaloa, taking snaps for the Terrapins. This is actually a very interesting game because of how good Maryland and Tua's brother has been playing. Who do you have in this one? Their week one was so bad. Like, they, they were really, really bad in week one. But you know what? Like you were saying, some big wins in the past two weeks, including the one last week. And their offense especially looks a lot, a lot better. This is a Maryland team that I really, really like. I would love them to be able to keep this a close game. So it's a fun one to watch. I think Ohio State takes it. But I think that Maryland might surprise you and make it a little closer than expected. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think that in the beginning of this game... This is going to be one where you're not going to watch it, but you're going to look down at your phone and realize that the score is like 14 to 14 early or midway through the second quarter or something like that. And you might turn on the television, but after that, I think that Ohio State will restore order because Justin Fields has just been playing lights out. He is such a fun and explosive player to watch this year. I've loved watching him so far. Uh, next game, USC versus Arizona. USC comes off of the big win versus uh, the Sun Devils. Now they go to Arizona to play the Wildcats in this one. Arizona isn't a great team, but they're not a bad team either. Who do you got in this one? I mean, USC, obviously, they almost lost last week in that crazy game that we were going over before. I just think, first of all, I think they're just a good team, period. But I also think they're coming off just a ton of momentum. I think USC takes this one pretty heavily, actually. Yeah, I agree with that. I I don't know too much about Arizona to make a judgment about that one, but I do know USC is a good team, and they are ranked for a reason, so I'm going to take the Trojans in this one. Next up, this is probably my most intriguing matchup of the whole weekend, a game that I'm definitely going to be looking at the score constantly. Right now it's scheduled to be on during the Gamecocks game, but that is 
Arkansas versus Florida. Obviously, the big headline in this one being the return of Felipe Franks, who gets uh, injured for Florida last year, and then Kyle Trask takes over and kind of becomes the star of Florida. And then Felipe ends up transferring to Arkansas. He's coming back to Florida after Florida has a huge win against Georgia. And after Arkansas has been playing some really good football, they beat Tennessee last week. This game, in my opinion, is going to be a lot closer than a lot of people will think it will be. I think that this could even be tied going into halftime or maybe even late in the third quarter or something like that. But I just think Florida's offense definitely comes out in the um, in this game and just is able to put up the points when Arkansas isn't going to be able to. So I am taking the Gators in this one. Um, I mean, I just want to point out, I mean, Arkansas has played some really quality games this year. Uh, the win against Tennessee, tight game against A&M, against Auburn as well. Arkansas is a really underrated team, and I think you hit right on it, that they got some fire under them definitely some motivation for arkansas to want to win this game I, i'm not a fan of florida's defense i just think it's so so tough to keep up with florida's offense because florida goes down there you know they're putting up a ton of points and it's going to come down to can arkansas keep up with them as well um, i think if it comes down to late in the game actually if this game is close in the fourth quarter i'll take arkansas with an upset but i don't think that's going to happen i think florida takes it Next game, we got the Oregon Ducks versus the Washington State Cougars. This game is in Pullman, Washington. Who you got in this one? Uh, I think it's really simple. I think Oregon goes undefeated uh, this season in general. I, I like them on both sides of the ball. I think they're just such a well-run program. I like Oregon here. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to take Washington State in the upside, you gotta you gotta make things a bit interesting here. I think Delora is gonna have a really good game for the Cougars going into this game. I really feel good that the game's in Washington State, and I just feel like this is a trap game or something for Oregon. Uh, Washington State goes out and they beat Oregon State last week is not a good team but especially coming back home it's a lot easier to play at home and I'm pretty sure there's snow on the ground out there in Pullman Washington right now so this could be a climate game that Washington State's just going to be used to playing in heavy snow that Oregon isn't going to be able to I'm just going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to hope that Washington State is able to beat Oregon and I'm going to take the Cougars in this one Last up, or we got two more. We got your Michigan Wolverines taking on the Wisconsin Badgers. This game is in the big house. Who you got in this one, especially after losing to Michigan State and Indiana back-to-back -back, and then going back home to play a Wisconsin Badgers team who is playing some pretty good football? I have to be serious here. Like This game is so hard to justify Michigan beating Wisconsin. Wisconsin looked really, really good against Illinois in their first game of the season. Michigan has not, uh, especially defensively, they have so many coaching issues. Their offense is struggling. Um, as much as I want to take Michigan, I probably think Wisconsin takes this one. I probably have the same thing as you because Wisconsin, even though they don't have Graham Mertz, they still have been playing some really good football, and I'm excited to see them back out there. And I'm kind of the only the thing same. about that, though is that yep. Wisconsin has only played one game so far. Because remember, their yeah. two games of the season at the beginning got canceled. So Michigan they got canceled does have versus that Nebraska. More, um, yeah. So Michigan has played more, which is the only way that it might tip towards them. I'm kind of in the same boat as you here because our next and last game is South Carolina versus Ole Miss. Now, I'm going to release my like preview for this later or whatever, but I could basically – I've already released my pick show that South Carolina – 
has not been playing good football right now. I hope that we make a quarterback change. I think that it is coming, guaranteed. The whole fan base has been saying for it. The whole fan base wants a coaching change. It hasn't happened yet, but Ole Miss is a team that is going to put up a lot of points, especially that they're playing at home in Oxford. South Carolina doesn't have the offense or the defense right now to stop Ole Miss's offense, and we don't have the offense to put up enough points in this game to be able to win. So I did pick Ole Miss in this game, although I'd love to be wrong. I'd love to be wrong about this one because obviously I'm a Gamecock fan till I die. I'm always going to be rooting for them. I'm going to have Ryan Holinsky hopefully being the starting quarterback of the game. So I'm going to be cheering for him 100%. I hope we go and score on every single drive we have. I hope we go in for seven turnovers. But if I had to be realistic about this one, I think I am going to go with Ole Miss, Matt Corral, and like that whole offense, Jerron Ely, Elijah Moore is the leading receiver in the SEC. That is a very good offense. Len Kiffin has them rolling, and I'm going to take the Rebels in this one. You know what? I have no real reason for doing this, and it's kind of weird that the picks are going to go this way, but I'm taking South Carolina here. Yes! Woo! Yes, go Cox! That'd be... Maybe I should I should I should be more like you. You know what? Let's switch my pick. Go Gamecocks. What am I even saying that we're gonna lose to Ole Miss? We beat them last time we were in Oxford in 2018. Go Cox. We're gonna go out there and win somehow. And if we lose, Muschamp's gone. So there's a there's a there's a win on both ends of that. So that is our recap for college football. Now let's get into some NFL football. Bernie, was there any games this week that really caught your eye on the scoreboard? Well, the first one is the Bills-Seahawks one. I mean, that was a fantastic game. I watched that. Josh Allen, especially in the first half, was absolutely fantastic. They exposed probably the one weakness or two weaknesses, I would say, that the Seattle Seahawks have, which is, first of all, they can't. Ma they have nobody in their secondary that can match up with a guy like Stephon Diggs over the middle of the field. Their secondary on the weekend got exposed, especially in the first half. Um, and the late second half as well. And the other thing is also their O-line, not very good. I think Russell Wilson got sacked something like five times. But uh, Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen played absolutely fantastic. And that was a great game by the Bills. Yeah, that was a surprising win too because the Seahawks go in being one of the better teams in the NFL. And the Bills were a team, who'd they lose to? They had a they played a good team the they week before. They had a close one against the Jets they had before yeah that. They, they had the, no, the close one against the patriots they had yeah but they won both it. of those i think and then they had yeah, two they, losses before that yeah so the bills go out there and they win the football game against a very good team which is going to get a lot of people talking about them more i'm going to go into my chicago bears i hate to do it because we played awful against the tennessee titans you look at nick Foles' stat line and you're like oh that's not that bad 36 completions 52 yards 335 yards passing, two passing touchdowns, but he is terrible. The whole Bears offense is terrible. Our offensive line, that's all we need to focus on this season is draft and trade for as many good offensive linemen as you can and then maybe get a quarterback and maybe get some other weapons on offense because our defense is great. Like Our defense has been playing lights out, but our offense is just so bad. I did something in my postgame show. I researched this. If the Bears could just put together an offense to score 28 points a game, that's not some Patrick Mahomes type numbers. That's not some crazy offensive type numbers. Just 28 points a game, the Bears would be undefeated right now. I, If you take all the scores, no team has scored more than 28 points against the Bears this year. So if we're just able to do that on offense, this is a very good football team. But that was a game that was really frustrating for me. The scoreboard is... 
is off because it's 24-17, but the Titans held this game for till the end. It was just a late push by the Bears, as we always do. We always just decide in the like last five minutes of the fourth quarter that we'll start playing good on offense and try to make a drive of something and score. So don't be fooled by that scoreboard. The Bears didn't actually play that good. Let's move over to the Miami-Arizona game. The Battle of the Orange Bowl in 2018, we had Kyler Murray and Tua. Obviously, they played in the Orange Bowl in 2018. Um, That's Oklahoma versus Alabama. Tua was able to win that one, and Tua was able to win this one as well. As the Dolphins are looking pretty hot right now, they go into Arizona and come out with a win there. What do you think of that game? Um, I mean, Arizona is a really solid football team. Arizona looks a lot better this year. But, I mean, this Miami Dolphins team is completely changed this is a really good offense since two has been in there i mean he he's looked pretty solid i like the way that the dolphins are trending i wanted to go to the steelers and cowboys game and i mean that game Uh, was was absolutely fantastic i watched um quite a bit of that game ben roethlisberger gets hurt at the beginning but he still played really well um the steelers are lucky that he ended up returning to that game but what about the dallas cowboys struggled all season long um, no Dak Prescott, no Andy Dalton. They decide to bench Ben DiNucci. They go with their fourth string quarterback in Garrett Gilbert. And he actually held his own past 21 for 38. Um, it was down to the last play of the game. For some reason, the Steelers didn't decide to kick the field goal at the end of the fourth quarter. And it came down to one play. Um, I hate the Cowboys, but I mean, that, that was just a really interesting game against uh, an undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers team who's looked absolutely fantastic, especially defensively this year. Yeah, everyone had that game as a write-off from the beginning, but Dallas was winning for a good portion of that game, and that was one that was very interesting. Garrett Gilbert, back when I used to watch the AAF and back when that was an actual league, uh, he was the quarterback for my favorite team. I just said they were my favorite team because Steve Spurrier was the coach and I'm a big Steve Spurrier fan. Garrett Gilbert was the quarterback for the Orlando Apollos and they never lost a single game. I knew he was a good quarterback there. He was a quarterback for the Texas Longhorns. So the Dallas people love him. If you're any Texas quarterback that does decent, you're going to you're gonna cheer for him always, especially if he's a Dallas quarterback. So it was good to see a Texas boy go out and play a good game for Dallas. Obviously, I would have loved them to come out with a win there. But sadly, they fell just short. But it was still a very, very entertaining game. Another game, the Sunday night game. A game that had so much hype going in. And that was just an absolute terrible game. Terrible game. The New Orleans Saints versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Saints won that game 38-3 in a game where Antonio Brown finally gets back out on the field with Tom Brady. The Buccaneers look like they are one of the most elite teams in the NFL, and they put out three points with that kind of offense, an offense with Tom Brady, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, Rob Gronkowski. The list goes on and on and on. You put up three points in that whole game. Yeah, I mean, their offense was horrible. Their defense wasn't great either, but let's just look at some of these stats. Um, No rushing first downs for the Buccaneers. Three turnovers from Tom Brady. One for nine on third down. 0 for three on fourth down. They got outpassed, outrushed, and the Saints had almost double, over double the possession time. Uh, I mean, the Buccaneers just sucked offensively. Yeah, was it you who sent me that thing on Instagram that was like... um, 
the Buccaneers are trying to lose the division just so they get to play, be the like yeah. fifth seed, so they it get to play the NFC East. It actually helps them a lot uh, matchup wise. Yeah, because yeah, who it's... you're gonna have to play? You're gonna have to play like the best team or you're gonna if you're the saints you're gonna have to play the second best team from the west or something like that so you're playing like arizona or the rams mm-hmm. or the 49ers or something best like division that. in baseball i mean in yeah, football, football compared to the worst team, last basically podcast. In the- yeah <laughs> yeah you're gonna get to play the washington football team or something like that or the eagles if you're the buccaneers but didn't the football team lose to the giants that was like a 23 yeah well the game. football team had yeah. kyle allen which if you haven't seen that injury that's one of the worst injuries i've seen in a long time it was one of those where like the leg just uh, bends yeah. in a weird way but alex smith went into the quarterback now so i mean it'll be kind of interesting to see what he can do coming back you know from everything yeah. that he's been dealing with uh last game last night i watched it i watched the end of the game Cam Newton was able to squeak out a very, very, very close win versus the worst team in football, the New York Jets. I mean, the Patriots aren't the Patriots that we're used to. It's weird seeing it, but they got a lot to figure out if they want to try to make a playoff push in this AFC East. The only thing I want to point out there is that it was Joe Flacco um, yeah. who was the quarterback yesterday for the Jets. Uh, the offense actually didn't look too bad. They put no points up in the fourth quarter but from quarters one to three they looked pretty solid joe flacco played pretty well as well so i mean credit to the jets for that but pretty scary for the patriots okay so now let's go into some of our nfl picks so starting off on thursday night we got the colts and the titans this is a huge battle for the nfc south who do you got in this one if Adamo's listening to this at home, he's going to yeah. hate me. But I hate the Titans and how one-dimensional they are. When they can't get Derrick Henry going, this offense cannot get going. They just can't figure out other ways to score. I'll take the Colts here. I'm going to stick with you there. I'm going to go with the Colts too. After watching the Titans play the Bears, their offense wasn't as good as I thought it was. Maybe that's just because the Bears' defense was good, but... I thought that the Titans' def- uh, offense was a lot better than what I saw. And their defense isn't anything special. So I feel like the Colts will be able to put up a decent number on the scoreboard and hold the Titans to a decent amount because the Colts ha- do have a very good defense. I'll take the Colts in this one. Next up, we go to Sunday at 1 o'clock. We had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Carolina Panthers. Now in this one, I'm kind of a Panthers fan. Like I'm a huge Bears fan, and I also cheer for the Panthers a lot, too. I'm a big Panthers fan as well. The Panthers almost beat Kansas City last week. I took the Panthers with the spread because I knew they were going to get that game close. McCaffrey's uh, came back, although I think he's out with the shoulder injury now. He injured his shoulder in that game. But the Panthers' defense, I mean, offense, a very, very underrated offense in the NFL. That offense led by Teddy Bridgewater. You got Robbie Anderson, who's one of the best receivers in the game right now. You got DJ Moore. You got Curtis Samuel. Then you got Mike Davis, who was a filler in for Christian McCaffrey. He's done lights out, the South Carolina alumni. This team is really, really good. And especially the Buccaneers coming off the performance they did and that this game is at home in Carolina. I'm going to take the Panthers in this one. Yeah, I mean, the Panthers game last week was really impressive against the Chiefs. I think they were up in that game for quite a bit of it too, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I mean, the Panthers played really well last week. The Buccaneers, obviously, only three points. But one thing that I just wanted to point out is that the Buccaneers' offense has not been terrific, even though they come into this game 6-3. and three. The Panthers... Um, statistically have a better offense than them in total yards. They outpass them and outrush them. 
Um, so I like the Panthers to put up a lot of points here again. So I'll take the Panthers here. Next up, we have the Houston Texans and, and the Cleveland Browns. This is actually kind of a weird game. I, I've kind of forgot about the Browns the last couple of weeks. I don't think that I've really paid much attention to them recently. But the Texans, too, are a team that just fell off a cliff this season. Like, what's their record even? Are they 2-6 two and, two two and this year? Both of them against the Jaguars. Yeah. Yeah, so Texans obviously very, very disappointing this season, as well as the Browns, although the Browns do play in a very tough division. They win against teams they should win against. They lose against teams they should lose against. And in my opinion, this is a game that they should win. The Texans aren't a very good football team at all right now. So give me the Browns in this one, but I do feel like this one could be close. I'm still waiting for Baker Mayfield to really make that jump. He still turns the ball over quite a bit. Um, but, I mean, this Cleveland Browns team is still really, really talented. And the Houston Texans have a bunch of struggles, especially if David Johnson um, doesn't play this week. Um, the Texans line still has a bunch of problems. So I'll take the Browns here. Next up, we have the football team playing the Detroit Lions in Detroit. I feel like the Lions are a pretty good team. They're playing decently recently. They're three and five. The football team are two and six. Obviously, the Lions are one of the top most elite teams. They're not even, I wouldn't say they're a top tier NFL team, but I do feel like they have the talent to beat the football team in this game. So give me uh, Detroit in this one. Who do you got? It's a tough one. Um, I think this game honestly could go either way. The football team and really the Lions have struggled recently. Um, I think the uh, football team has some issues at quarterback. I think we don't know what we're going to get from Smith. So I'll take the Lions here, but I think it could go either way. Next up, this game has a 14-point favorite coming out. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field. As much as I hate it, I'm taking the Packers in this one because they are the better team. There's no question about it. The Jaguars have been a struggling football team for some while now. And who Green Bay lost to Minnesota the last game they yeah, played. Two, two or weeks no, ago. They, two weeks ago. Yeah, they that was two weeks ago. Last week. Yeah, because that was the Thursday night game. Right, right, right. So Green Bay is coming off a win. They, they obviously got to work on their offense more. Other than Aaron Rodgers they and Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones, they need more weapons on the outside. But I still feel like the Packers are way too talented to lose this game to the Jaguars. So give me the Packers. So the Packers beat the 49ers by two touchdowns. But the 49ers were extremely hurt. But I think that that game was uh, should have favored the Packers more. Um, the 49ers scored in the last minute, I think. So that easily could have been uh, looking more towards a blowout. I think Jacksonville covers the spread, though. The spread... I have here at 13 and a half. I would take the Jaguars to cover the spread, but I would take the Packers straight up. We don't know what the weather's going to be like too right now in Lambeau. We know when it starts to get into that November time, which it is right now, we could have some snowfalls there. So that obviously impacts the game. But next game, I just want to say thank goodness this isn't a primetime game this time because we saw this game recently, the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Giants. That was the game where Danny, uh, Daniel Jones tripped when he had a wide-open touchdown. I can't stand these NFC East games in primetime. I don't, I don't care about them. I just don't. Uh, Giants and Eagles. The Giants beat the football team last week. I forget what the Eagles did. I think they might have been on a bye. They were on but, a bye, yeah. They beat the yeah. Cowboys two weeks ago. Like, I honestly don't know who to take in these games because 
as they like this division is so inconsistent as well against each other like you see teams like you saw i the eagles look like they were supposed to be the favorite in this division and they should win easily they're three four and one right now the giants are two and seven like this is anyone's game this is really a toss-up because the giants won last week i i'm gonna take the giants just just out on a limb i'm not too educated on either of these teams i don't pay much attention to the nfc east because they're just not a competitive division but i will take the giants in this one i think we have to petition to get the nfc east teams out of these prime time games because they're really bad but i think the eagles are definitely the most talented team in the division i think they're probably going to end up being the division winners i don't know if it has any impact but it looks like COVID-19 might have gotten into the Eagles. It was reported today that they got a coach, maybe a player with COVID. So we'll have to see sort of how that plays out in the next few days. But I think that the Eagles probably take this one. Starting off with the four o'clock games, we have a very, very interesting one. Two really high class rookie quarterbacks going at it. We have Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers going to Miami to take on Tua Tagovailoa and the Miami Dolphins. This is a very interesting one. The Chargers have been a team who's been crazy competitive with other good teams, but they just cannot finish a ball game for their life right now they keep blowing leads and everything like that they lost to the vegas raiders last week i'm gonna take the dolphins in this one especially coming off of the big win against arizona two has been playing well that whole dolphins team i'm pretty sure the dolphins lead the league in like scoring defense or something like that so this dolphins defense is very good so give me the dolphins in this one yeah, I knew you were going to do that. I know you like the Dolphins offense, but I like the Chargers offense. I think Justin Herbert's been really, really good so far, and this Chargers team is looking really good. Like I said in, I think it was last week's episode, the Chargers have blown three 17-plus point leads already this season, and this is a record for the Chargers that could easy, easily be flipped to 6-2 and two or 5-3, and three. and then I think that the spread on this game would be a lot differently. I like the Chargers here straight up. I'm just counting the amount of 4 o'clock games we have, and there's six this week. That is way more than we usually have. Because uh, how many 1 o'clock games are there? One, two, three, four. There are only four. No, there's five 1 o'clock games, yeah. and then we have six, four, and some good oh, ones, five, too. These 4 o'clock games are, yeah. are good. Because the next game I was going to mention is the Buffalo Bills and Arizona Cardinals. Two teams that are pretty good this year. Buffalo's coming off a huge win. The Cardinals are doing the opposite. They're coming off a disappointing loss to Miami. The Bills are the better team in this one, in my opinion. Of course, they have the momentum after beating a team in Seattle who is so good that has been that really good team all season. And the Bills were able to beat them by a pretty good amount. So I like where the Bills are at in this one. I like where Josh Allen is at. I had Josh Allen in my NFL MVP, uh, MVP predictions as one of my underdogs or a sleeper pick. And he's showing it right now. So I'm happy that he's being able to do that. Give me the Bills in this one. Um, this Arizona Cardinals offense is looking really good. And this division in general is looking really, really scary. I, Kyler Murray is... He's doing such a good job to developing into a star quarterback. But the way Josh Allen played last week and Stephon Diggs, I think the receiving core is fantastic and the Bills secondary is also pretty solid. Um, we've seen sort of opposite Josh Allens for the past couple of weeks, beginning of the season, like you were saying, MVP caliber Josh Allen. Then the next couple of weeks, we were like, what happened to him? And last week he played fantastic. 
if Josh Allen can find some consistency, this Buffalo Bills team is a team who could be a real threat, I think, in going into the playoffs. So I like Buffalo here. Next up, Denver Broncos at Vegas Raiders. I think that the Raiders are by far the better team here. I don't want to pick because Denver beat the Chargers, I think, a couple weeks ago. So Denver isn't a terrible football team, but I do really like where the Vegas Raiders are at as a team. Their defense is good. Their offense is pretty solid. So I am going to take the Vegas Raiders in this one. Yeah, the Raiders have been playing really well. Um, the Broncos haven't been playing awful, but their secondary um, has some issues. I think they have some injuries as well. I'm not too sure um, that they just got as well today. But, yeah, I like Vegas here as well. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals travel to the Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers in this one. Pittsburgh opens up, as I got right here, a 7.5 favorite. Pittsburgh, we all know they played a very, very close game against Dallas. Pittsburgh could have learned a lesson in that game just to not play down to their opponents. And this is a team, a Bengals team, who beat the Titans recently. And then, who did they play last week? Did the Bengals play last week or were they on a bye? Yeah, they were on a bye last week, so they didn't even play. But the Bengals are coming off a win and a bye week. I feel like this game is going to be close, but I do feel like the uh, Steelers are going to come out playing more seriously in this game, and it is at home. I feel like I want Joe Burrow to have a good game in this one, but I do feel like the Steelers are going to come out with this game in defense because their defense is pretty good. Yeah, so the Bengals coming off the rest, uh, but also two weeks ago, the fantastic win um, against the Titans. So this Bengals team is, is looking a lot better, but... What I find really interesting about this game is the Steelers send the most extra pressure um, per drop back to the quarterback. So it's going to be really, really interesting, especially without a ter terrific line that the Bengals have. It's going to be really interesting to see the way that Joe Burrow can deal with the pressure. Um, I think the Steelers take this pretty heavily. 425, we have the Seattle Seahawks in Hollywood to take on the LA Rams this is actually a very interesting matchup because the Seahawks come off of a loss to the Bills the Rams are on a bye week but the Rams are another very good team in that division that whole division has been playing some really good football this year and this is going to be huge to determine who wins that division because anytime you can force the Seahawks to get a loss that allows the Rams and the Cardinals and even the 49ers to move into that race ever so slightly so who do you got in this one? Because this is a very, very tough-to-pick game here. This is an important one for the Rams, too, because with the win um, this week, they would tie Seattle for the lead in the NFC West. Um, but the Rams, they started the season off good. They won four of their first five, but then after that, they had the tough loss against the 49ers, who were hurt. They had the loss um, in their last game against the Dolphins. I think the Rams team is just not playing very well right now. I think the Seattle secondary has a bunch of problems. I think their offensive line has some problems as well, uh, but I still like the Seahawks here. I'm going to go against you on this one, and I'm going to take the Rams because this is a game for the Rams offense to play well because the Seahawks defense isn't that good, and the Rams have a very, very, very good um, defense. You're going to see like Jalen Ramsey up against DK Metcalf, which should be an amazing matchup to watch over there. 
Jalen Ramsey is one of the best corners in the game. DK obviously being one of the better wide receivers in the game here. But I think the Rams win this one off of defense just because they have such a good defense. And I feel like this is the game for Jared Goff in that LA Rams offense to get back into that rhythm. They played a very good Dolphins defense that game that they lost, and they forced a lot of turnovers. You're not going to be going up against a Dolphins defense in this one. You're going up against the Seahawks. So I do like the Rams, especially in this one, especially that it's at home in a dome where there isn't. If this game was in Seattle and you're in Seattle weather, I think it's different, but I do like the Rams in this one. Next up at 425, we got your San Francisco 49ers taking on the New Orleans Saints. Now, this was a game last year that was one of the best um, in the whole season, one of the biggest games of the whole season. Not so much this year just because of the injuries to the San Francisco 49ers. The Saints obviously coming off of a huge, huge, huge win versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I like the Saints in this one. I don't. If the 49ers had all their players, it's a different story, but I do like the Saints in this one. This game is going to give me nightmares. If you take away the fourth quarter of the Packers game last week, the 49ers only scored three points in the first quarter and none the rest of the way. Obviously, we're extremely, extremely hurt, but you saw what the Saints um, did last week. I mean, this game could really get out of hand. I'm hoping it goes the other way, but I like the Saints here. Next up, a Sunday night game. We got the 820 game on NBC. Now, this game, I'm pretty sure is this Sunday uh, NBC game because this was scheduled before the season and how these teams started playing did not factor into like that decision. We got the Baltimore Ravens visiting the New England Patriots. You got probably the two best rushing quarterbacks, or maybe you could throw Kyler Murray in there, but Lamar Jackson versus Cam Newton. This game is in Foxborough. The Patriots have been a struggling team this season so far. The Ravens have been good, but they aren't at the level that they'd like to be, especially coming off, off of last season. But I do really like the Rams in this game. I mean, not the Rams. What am I talking about? The Ravens in this game. Lamar Jackson's been playing great. That offense is really good. The Ravens defense, Marlon Humphreys had one of the best seasons in the NFL for a defensive player so far. So give me the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I don't think you can justify taking the Patriots after what they did last week. I think it'll be an interesting game, and I think he's hit right on it that the Ravens haven't really been at where they want to be yet, but obviously still a lot of season to go. Uh, the Patriots, I think, have some injuries on defense as well, so uh, I think the Ravens win this one. Next up, the Monday night game, the last game of the week on ESPN, the Chicago Bears versus the Minnesota Vikings. Obviously, this is by Chicago Bears, and this is going to be a tough game to pick because the Bears were terrible last weekend. I don't even know. Minnesota came off of the win versus Green Bay, and they just and beat Detroit, the Lions yeah. last week. Yeah. So Minnesota's on a bit of a hot streak now. They do come in as the favorite in this game. But the game is at home in Chicago, and the Vikings have been a team. I can't remember the last time the Vikings beat us. I, it would have had to have been in 2017 because we – Won both games against them in 20... No, that's a lie. That's a lie. They beat us in 2018, the last game of the season. Or no, we beat them in 2018, the last game of the season, because that's what forced us to play the Eagles in the divisional round rather than the Vikings, or no, the wildcard round, where the whole double doink happened. So yeah, the Vikings haven't beat us since 2017. So this is a very, very interesting game. The Bears have had the Vikings number for so long, and this could be me being biased because I'm a Bears fan, but I feel like the defense... Going up against Calvin, uh, Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins, I feel like our defense will be able to eliminate those factors. And if our offense could just have the little bit 
of spark that we need to just score some points, I think that the, we win this game easily. So I'm going to take the Bears on this one. I hate to kill your buzz about the offense, but this was a struggling Minnesota um, defense for the first few games of the season, but they've really, really tightened up in these past two games. They shut down the Packers, they shut down the Lions, and I think you hit it. The Bears defense has been good in the past weeks, but you guys just haven't been able to score enough points, and I don't think you guys fixed that against the Vikings, so I'll take the Vikings here. Well, that is our podcast for today. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. Those are our predictions for NFL and college football, and we've recapped both of those leagues for this weekend. Definitely stick around for next weekend. We're going to do the exact same thing. Bernie, do you have any closing remarks for all these beautiful people before we let them go and enjoy the rest of their day or night? Uh, yeah, we have some uh, guests that we're expecting to come on the podcast, so keep an eye out for that. Also, if you go on to tdstahrs.com, um, or you just want to take a look at some of the merch. I think it's really, really cool. So, you know, if you guys like the channel, definitely make sure to check all of that out. Yeah, definitely go buy some merch. We'd love to see you guys in that. Definitely go keep watching us on YouTube. And if you are watching this on YouTube, definitely go watch the podcast. We have it on Apple Music, Spotify. I think we're getting it on Google Podcasts soon. We have it on Podbean, but we're going to try to get it up everywhere. And we appreciate all of you beautiful people for listening to this so thank you so much guys and definitely listen in next time